welcome back to the No Nonsense Wellness Podcast, the place for women who are trying to do all the things and stay healthy, sane, and actually enjoy life in the process. Hey, I'm Tara, a trained therapist, a life coach, a nutrition coach, and a fitness instructor. And I'm on a mission to help you take back control of your mind, health, and life. Each week, I'll be cutting through the nonsense and getting real with you. I'll bring you the insight and information you need to take control of your weight and health, find food freedom, and finally break free from the thoughts that are sabotaging you and holding you back. You, my friend, are powerful, and the world needs you to start showing up in a bigger way. It's time to get unstuck and start moving forward. So let's pop in those earbuds, tie up those shoes, let's walk and talk. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy you're here with me. Today, we are going to talk about wellness, what the heck that even means, what it means to you. Um, And we're going to put it in sort of a usable framework for our purposes here. I call it the three pillars of wellness. And I think it'll be really helpful for all of us to have a framework that we can actually incorporate into our lives. But before I get to that, I want to just send out a quick request. If you haven't yet, hop on over to iTunes and subscribe to this podcast channel and leave a review. If you have been finding value in this, if you've been enjoying it and you're excited for what's to come, uh, please leave your review. I'd love to read that on the podcast for everyone else to hear. And that really is the way that we get to spread this message. Uh, We get to spread no-nonsense wellness by you guys subscribing to that channel and leaving reviews so other people will listen and hear it too. So thank you in advance for doing that. And the second little piece of business is if you have not joined the conversation over in our community group yet, I really want to encourage you to head over there. It's at community.nonsensewellness.com. I will link that in the show notes for you as well. That's the place where the action happens. That's where we get to have conversations. You get to ask all the questions. You get to meet the rest of the tribe and meet your people. You can directly message people or you can put things um, for the group to see in chats. Think of it like a Facebook group, only better and not on Facebook. (laughs) That is very intentional. I want us to spend less time on social media and more time building community with the people who really matter. And that is this group. So community.nonsensewellness.com. Head on over there. It's free to make yourself a little account. um, And then it's super easy to use. So if you have any questions about that, of course, let me know. Okay, let's get down to business. I have this love-hate relationship with the word wellness, and part of the reason is because it's really vague. Like, wellness means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, but I also love it because it's so all-encompassing, and and my idea, right, for health and, and what we're trying to do here is all-encompassing. I'm not trying to dissect your life into tiny little pieces and only fix one part. I want us to be able to look at the whole person, and to me, that is wellness, but that vagueness makes it really hard to work with. So the WHO, the World Health Organization, defines wellness as, this is their quote, a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. I really like that. In other words, they're saying wellness is this active process of making choices toward your personal version of a healthy, fulfilling life. 
moving through your life in a way that makes you feel totally alive and complete. It's not just the absence of things being bad. It's the presence of things being really great. And I love that definition. So think of it this way, just like a car, for your body to run well, it requires proper fuel. So we know eating good food, and that also is what you're drinking too. Um, It requires engine maintenance. So that's your body at work and at rest. And it requires an oil change. And I think of this as clearing out the junk, i.e. the junk in your mind. Also, maybe the junk in your trunk if you need that too. (laughs) I call these areas the three pillars of wellness. And they are just a simple framework for incorporating wellness practices into your everyday life. Just makes it a little easier for us to work with, to keep it manageable. And so when I talk about wellness, I want you to just pick up the thing that you heard. The thing that really resonated for you in that moment, that's maybe the spot that you need to think about working on. Let the rest of it go, right? We don't need to change all things at once. That's how we get in trouble and that's usually why diets and things don't work because we try to do too much. I want you to come, I want you to scale it back and think small. Okay, let's dig in. Pillar one. Pillar one is what you put in and on your body. So every single thing you put in your body is either contributing to improving your health or deteriorating it. I really, I want to repeat that because I want you to really, really hear me when I say this. Every single thing that you put in your mouth, everything you eat, everything you drink, everything you consume is either moving you towards health or moving you towards sickness. There is no neutral. There is no middle ground. I want to be so clear about this because every single choice matters. I know that sounds dramatic, but it really is true. You're always either moving towards health or moving away from it. So we all are probably familiar with the idea that, yes, we know what you put, (laughs) the food you eat is important, right? We get it. Um, The beverages I'm drinking is important. We get it. We all know that. But do you really have an understanding of why? (laughs) Do you have an understanding of how that food is working in your body? why your body is working the way you want it to or not working the way you want it to? Do you have a clear understanding of what is really good for you? When people use terms like natural or organic or clean eating, what does that even mean? Our general, I hate to use ignorance, but most of us, yes, we are. We have a terrible understanding of those things, but it's not our fault. We are constantly fed this shitty information and just flat out wrong information about food all the time. It's so hard to sift through and find out what is true and what is not. And that honestly is one of the things I feel like I'm here for. That is what I want to do for you. Uh, A lot of people will joke with me because I am that person who will dig into the research. I want to know all the things. And so most people don't have the time or the patience to do that. (laughs) And that is totally understandable. But since I like it, uh, allow me to be that person for you. I'm going to sift through the junk. I'm going to give you the no-nonsense answers because what food is doing in your body is important. And having an understanding of that is super important. The other part of what you put in and on your body is what you put on your body. 
And in my autoimmune journey, I became very aware of the importance of what's going on my body and how it's affecting my health. So think about all the products that you use every day, your lotions and your makeups and your soaps and your body washes, your hair products, your toothpaste, all of these things that you are using every day. And now think about the fact that you've been using these things your entire life. We use these products on our skin from birth to death. In this country, it is perfectly legal for these products to contain literally thousands of ingredients that are known carcinogens and endocrine disruptors. Carcinogens mean known to cause cancer. Endocrine disruptors means known to disrupt your hormone system. And we are using these products literally from birth to death. Think about the accumulation of toxins that are in your body and what that could be doing to how your body is functioning. This is why what you put on your body is so important. The damage to your health is this cumulative effect of of toxins. So any wellness practice that we're going to talk about has to include what you, not only what you put in your body, but also what you put on your body. So a small wellness practice is just maybe small incremental steps of improving what you're putting in your body and what you're putting on it. Maybe the next time I go to buy a face lotion, I'm going to not buy the one that has the toxins in it, and I'm going to buy the one that's a little bit better. One tiny little product at a time. Because things can accumulate for the bad, right? We can uh, accumulate those toxins in our body, but things can also accumulate for the good. All those teeny tiny little things, all those teeny little choices that we make, those can all accumulate moving us towards health. Okay, so pillar number two. Pillar number two is how much you move your body. So many of us really complain about exercise. Like, be honest. (laughs) You complain a lot about it. I have. We all have. We have all said at some point, I'm too tired. I don't have time. It hurts. I'm too fat. I'm not motivated. I don't want to put the stretchy pants on. I don't have time for this. We've used all the excuses because in our heads, we've made exercise into this like big production. You know what I mean? Like we, we've made it into this big thing. So I want to change your perspective a little bit about exercise. And I think you might find this really helpful. Instead of using the word exercise or workout, just say the word movement. The word exercise we have made sound so overwhelming. Like it's this whole thing that I got to get my shoes on and I got to put on my stretchy pants and I got to go to the gym and I got to take this class and I got to do this and then I got to come back and then I got to shower and I don't have enough time for all of this. And you know, I can't make all of this happen, right? We make it into this big, huge production, but really if we just focus on movement, then we can keep it really simple. Just asking yourself, how can I move my body today? Maybe it's just taking a walk. Maybe it's doing some yoga in your bedroom like I did this morning. (laughs) Maybe it's just walking up and down your stairs a few extra times. Maybe it's doing 10 squats in the kitchen while you cook dinner. Maybe it's, you know, doing some push-ups against the kitchen counter while you're doing the dishes. Like, instead of making it this big production of going to work out, just focus on movement. 
it frees you up, really. It frees up your mind. It frees up your options. And it could look so many different ways. And it creates a lot less resistance, right? I don't have to find so much motivation to do 10 squats in my kitchen while I'm cooking dinner. I do have to find a lot of motivation to get myself dressed and in the car, in the dark, to the gym, come back, take, right? That's a lot more. So keep it simple. And the importance of moving your body probably is obvious to you guys, but moving your body literally improves every single physiological process in your body. (laughs) Your body requires movement. It truly, truly does. It is the key to health and wellness. You must move. So however that movement looks for you is okay. So maybe one of the things that you focus on in your wellness practice is just a commitment to movement every day, however that looks for you. One of the other things we're going to talk about in this um, pillar number two is rest because the other side of movement is sleep and rest and it is so important. Did you know that you can repair your metabolism by sleeping better? (laughs) It has such an impact on you. We get so focused in this day and age, in this kind of society, on doing, 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 doing more, doing more, doing more, that we just really don't rest and restore enough. And rest and restore does not have to look like booking a spa day or getting a massage. It can look like that. I highly recommend it. But it can look just simply like getting an extra 30 minutes of sleep, going to bed 30 minutes earlier. It can look like taking a second to read a book (laughs) and restore your mind and body a little bit. It could, you know, it could be so many simple things, but rest and restoration uh, are going to be so important to your wellness practice. So what's one small step towards more rest that you could do? Now, a lot of you, I know exactly what's happening in your head right now. You're like, oh, lazy. We equate rest with lazy. And I want to really, really have you focus on breaking that in your own head. Resting is not being lazy. Resting is because I did a lot of stuff and now I need to recuperate my body. That can look a lot of ways for you. So changing your language about exercise and movement could be really something that you focus on this week. Maybe you're not even doing anything. Maybe all you're doing this week is thinking about changing the language. Instead of saying, I gotta work out, you're gonna say, I get to move my body today. How am I gonna do that? Right? Just change the language and the actions will change. Oh boy, we're gonna talk a lot more about that too. Okay, that leads me into pillar number three. Pillar number three is the place we're gonna spend most of our time together, I think, and it is what you put in your mind. This is probably the biggest issue that most of us face. Managing your own thoughts and emotions, being in control of what's going on in your head. Truly, you are the captain of your ship. But so often, we just get really caught on autopilot. We just move through our life on autopilot, not consciously really moving in any direction, but just sort of going through the motions. It's not our fault totally. Like our brains are programmed to do that. That's kind of how we're made. Our brain likes predictability and it likes patterns and it likes to kind of stay in its lane. 
But if you want to be the captain of your ship, you have to notice how all of these things are happening. And you have to consciously make choices to change the things that need to be changed. So being able to understand and manage our own thoughts and emotions is going to be so key, not just to our wellness, but to your weight loss, to your job, to your relationships. Relationships is another part of pillar three that we're going to talk about. And that's all relationships in your life, your spiritual relationships, your family, friends, kids, coworkers, your relationships with the world at large, your relationship with social media, how you act and react and interact with the world around you. That is going to be so imperative to understanding uh, how those things are affecting you, but also how you are reacting to them. Your wellness, again, remember is relationships are a part of that. This whole system in which you live and which you operate, sometimes uh, we need to change the system. But the cool thing is you have the power to change the system. The system does not manage you. You manage the system. Make sense? Some One of the other things we're going to talk about in Pillar 3 is managing stress. Stress quite literally ages you faster. Like at the cellular level, stress ages you faster. It ages your muscles, your bones, every tissue in your body, your skin. Stress makes you older faster. Have I made my point yet? So we need to have ways to manage stress that are useful to us. And not just how to manage, but maybe how to avoid it and mediate it entirely in your life. Like, can we get rid of some stress? Uh, The answer is yes, you can. (laughs) But if we're going to talk about a wellness practice, we have to address stress and how we are managing that in our life. And one of the other topics we'll talk about in what you put in your mind, pillar three, is emotional eating. This is going to be a big one because I don't care who you are. Uh, you have been an emotional eater at some time in your life. And that really um, fits in this pillar because it's about managing your mindset, right? You cannot out-diet a damaged relationship with food. I don't care what diet you are trying. If you have a damaged relationship with food, if you are eating your emotions, no diet can fix that. We have to fix what's happening in your head. In fact, all those diets that you've tried have just damaged more your relationship with food. So what you think going on a diet is the solution to fixing things actually is probably making your, an emotional eating or a disordered eating problem even worse. So this is a topic that we really have to address, and we're going to address it from multiple angles and in multiple ways. But if you stick with me, emotional eating is something that we are going to conquer together. So one small change maybe you could make under pillar three is just noticing. This is something you'll hear me say a lot because it's that shift from being on autopilot to being a conscious driver. Noticing is the key. Practice being an outside observer of your own thoughts and emotions, how you interact with those around you. You don't have to necessarily change anything right now. Simply noticing these things is going to be one major step for you. 
noticing how I'm interacting with my spouse, how I'm interacting with my kids. What is this meaning for me and why am I doing this? Um, noticing the thoughts that are running through my head, that constant dialogue. Are they really nice thoughts to myself or are they really mean thoughts to myself? Noticing what my brain is thinking as I look at myself in the mirror. Are, am I praising myself or am I tearing myself down? Right? Simply noticing all of these things makes the shift for you from being on autopilot to being a conscious driver. And the only way we're going to get well, get healthy, lose weight, uh, move forward and elevate in our life is to be a conscious driver. So that's going to be our constant practice. So those are the three pillars. Now you might be wondering, okay, where do I start? (laughs) Well, where you start really depends on you. There's so many places you could start, but think about the one thing that resonated with you the most. Was it something that had to do with what you put in and on your body? Was it something that had to do with movement? Was it something that had to do with mindset? Which one of those pillars did you find yourself thinking like, oh, dang it, she called me out on that one, or oh, shoot, that's me. Um, that's probably this place that you want to start. So all you want to do is just think of one small thing that moves you closer to wellness, closer to a feeling of being fulfilled and moving through your life with purpose and meaning. Maybe it's just getting outside for a few minutes a day. Maybe it's those 10 squats in the kitchen. Maybe it's calling three friends a week and just saying hi and catching up. Maybe for you, it's a small gesture of appreciation for your spouse every day, or reading a book, or drinking more water, or anything. Just pick one small thing and commit to it this week. You're the only one who has to know what it is. If you want to share that in our community group, every week there is a topic of the week, and I invite you to share your small things so that we can cheer you on. Um, because none of us are in this alone. We can't do this alone. We have to do this as a tribe and as a community. So if you want to share the one thing that you picked that you're either focusing on or noticing or actually doing or not doing this week, uh, please share with us. We'd love to know so we can cheer you on. Just pick that one small thing and make a commitment, make a promise to yourself. One of the biggest things that we can do in our life is to keep promises to ourselves. I bet you're really good at keeping promises to other people. I bet you always keep your promise to everyone else, but how good are you at keeping promises to yourself? So make sure the one small thing that you pick that you want to work on this week is one small thing that you know that you can deliver on. The one small thing that if you make this promise to yourself, you will keep this promise. Absolutely 100%. We want to train our brain that we are promise keepers. We want to train our brain that when I say I'm going to do something for me, I do it. I follow through. Not just when I make a promise to somebody else, I follow through. I want to train my brain to understand that when I say this is happening for me, it's happening. And that's why we start small. Pick one tiny thing because big wins are really just a result of a lot of small changes and those will add up over time. I know you can do this. I really encourage you to pick that one small thing and then share it with us in the community group. I will see you over there. Until next time, my friends, be well.
Hey friend, thanks for being here. If you found value in today's episode, will you head over to iTunes, find the No Nonsense Wellness Podcast, subscribe to the channel and leave a review? That would be so awesome. And I'd love to connect with you more and have you be part of the No Nonsense Tribe. So come on over and join the conversation at community.nonsensewellness.com. I'll see you there.